listening to the Deep Purple Podcast, a fan podcast about one of the most legendary bands of all time, Deep Purple. We take a look at the music, history, and people behind the band Deep Purple and beyond. Welcome to the Deep Purple Podcast, the first and only podcast devoted to one of the greatest bands in rock history, Deep Purple. Today's episode is episode number 226, Rainbow, live in Passaic, New Jersey, December 1st, 1979. And coming to you from the suburbs of Chicago, where the gnocchi are always pan fried, I'm your host, Nathan Beaudry. And coming to you from the suburbs of Providence, I'm your co-host, John Deep Perkle Matola. <laughs> Deep Perkle. <laughs> Did you have anything else lined up or are you just glad that you mispronounced no. that? No, before? well, yeah, yeah, pretty much both. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I mispronounced Deep Purple because I was talking too fast or whatever before we started. He was recording. so hyped up before the show. He was here, he he took a bunch of speed, as he always does before the show, to keep mm, up with the yeah. uh to the excitement. And um, everybody can tell by my <laughs> my cadence and my <laughs> the rhythm of my voice. I'm always he's always hopped, hopped up, up on, on speed. speed. That's why he yawns so much during the show. <laughs> <laughs> you see me here like this. <sighs> yeah. Imagine if he didn't. You know, you're up at like 4 a.m. Mm. for work and then we do this late at night. And you're although we're kind of remarkably early today. This is a live stream episode because we are um, doing a live uh, not an album, but a live performance, as it were, of performance video. And um yeah, we've got the live stream going, so who knows who may drop in during this episode, but we've got quite a few folks already enjoy- enjoying us, and well, I shouldn't speak for them. They might not be enjoying us. They're joining us on the chat, so thank you to everybody. Um, so uh, the Deep Purple Podcast is 100% listener-supported, and all of the folks on the live stream right now are supporters, or else they wouldn't be allowed. They'd be banned from the—we'd from the, kick them right out. We'd have them banned. We'd I'd, I'd find out their IP address and and ban it. Um, but you get uh, one as one of the perks. You get to uh, join in on live episodes like this and and listen along as we record. Um, but you also get access to our patrons only Discord, where you can chat with all these fine folks on uh, Discord, and you get uh, access to our ratings spreadsheet, so you can uh, do do your own math as to how wrong we got it with our ratings. Um, other ways, uh, if you want to support our show, you can leave us a five star review on Apple Pod. Podcasts. You can buy some merch at our Etsy store, and then you can also become a patron on Patreon or on PayPal for as little as $1 a month. All that money goes into the show, helps us uh, buy albums to review, helps us go uh, uh, squirrel some away for the new computer fund and all that fine stuff. You can also support us on Cash App at dollar sign DPPOD or on Kofi. Buy us a Kofi. I am drinking Kofi again, so buy me a Kofi. Um, coffee is expensive, man. After 11 years of not drinking coffee, you know, I go through a drive-thru, I'm like, holy crap. It's really expensive. Even like Dunkin' Donuts is like three bucks for a tiny, small coffee. No frills, no macchiato, blah, blah, blah. Just like a coffee. What's what's going I mean, on with the world? I don't drink coffee, so I don't know. I don't know. Well, I, I used to be able to say that, but I'm back. <clears throat> I, I fell off the wagon or got on the wagon. No, I fell off the wagon. I'm off the wagon? I always forget. Are you off? Are you off? Off is good and on is bad or... No, you fell off the wagon. Off that the means wagon. like if you, yeah, if you're on the wagon, that means they say if you're like you're not drinking, and then they're just like, oh, he fell off the wagon. He went on a bender and yeah. you know showed his wiener to everybody in public. <laughs> 
coffee while has, he was, uh, <laughs> coffee while hasn't he was had drunk. that uh, effect on me uh, just yet. Well, I, I was talking about <laughs> I was talking about alcohol, but you could, I guess if you were really like you know hyped up, you just like you know shaking it around. <laughs> Coffee does not have that effect on me, thankfully. Um, yeah, I guess it makes sense. Uh, Falling off a wagon sounds a lot worse than actually being on it. Sounds much more comfortable. And as the Roback points out, so last summer when we we met up with uh, Pete and 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 the Roback, they did they brought a home a, a chock full of nuts for me, and I brought it home, and my wife drank it because she drinks coffee, and I like you, I brewed it all up, and she drank it all, and not in one sitting. It was over the course of a, a while. Nice. But um, now I'm like, man, next time I get back home, I'm gonna have to get myself some chock full of nuts and get back into the game. <laughs> I feel like um, uh, I feel like uh, the hazelnut. For some reason, the hazelnut chock full of nuts always was like my go-to. But although I never, I probably haven't had chock full of nuts in twenty years. So last time I did it was probably hazelnut. But I don't really drink that anymore. Or have it anyway. But anyway, uh, welcome to the Deep Purple Podcast, everybody. We appreciate you joining us. Um, a little reminder, we are going to the Glenn Hughes Show in September. Um, September Ew. 19th in Worcester, Massachusetts at the Palladium. Links in the show notes to buy tickets if you want to meet up with us. We're going to have a meetup information to follow. Um, and, uh, yeah, excited. Although yesterday, yesterday or the day before Glenn Hughes just announced a show right down the street from me. So God damn it. Which, but you won't see it with us. So yeah. Yeah. So, and I'm actually going to be out of town that weekend. So I was like, I would see him twice, but, um, unfortunately, uh, I, well, not unfortunately, it's going to be fun. We're going to be out of town that weekend. So, and we got this whole thing lined up. It was literally hours after I'd officially bought my, my, plane tickets i was like oh coming to st charles I'm like okay that's uh, quite a considerably closer for me um but anyway uh that's that is what it is um we do have of course our normal um when we talked about our patrons we have to thank our patrons and we have them in uh three segments the first segment is our executive level patrons coming in at the 25 dollar Uncommon man tier, we have Ovis Nakvi and Purple Maniac. At the 15 squid tier, we have Alan. Oops. <laughs> so let me try that again. We have Alan. Oh, <laughs> oh folks. This is uh, just a comedy of errors. Okay, yeah, well, ho hopefully. Um, and then at the 10-pound good doctor tier, we have Dr. Jill Brees and Dr. Mike Catan. Really appreciate your support. At the Turn It Up to $11 tier, Clay Wambacher, Frank Tealgard Mortensen, Mickelstein, Will Porter, PHDPP. At the $10 Someone Came tier, Ryan M., Jeff Bryce, Victor Campos, and Better Call Saul Evans. And <laughs> at the Hughesoween by 2023 tier, we have Fielding Fowler. actually 2033 i messed that one up <laughs> I'm, I'm also disappointed that you didn't add any blue <laughs> well, yeah i was you know i had a few minutes to spare the kids are at the <laughs> pool um and at the in memoriam tier we have uh gerald uh, jerry kelly and family uh 
thank you to them for their support. Okay. So uh, that's what we got leading up to the show. Uh, but there is one more thing. I'm gonna break out something a little uh, that hasn't, ha hasn't gotten any focus in a while. And oh, so it's the return hey of the Flexitone. And that means we have an Apple Podcasts review. This one comes to us from Bumble77 from the UK. Five stars. Title, I love this show. The review is as follows. I discovered Deep P via my eldest sister's record collection in the late 70s, specifically Come Taste the Band. So there you go. Thank you very much. Bumble 77. Now, is, Bum was this? is Bumble 77 the 100th? Sorry, Bumble 77. Oh. But you know what? As I said, I believe last episode, we are one review closer to being at our 100th. Uh, and our 100th uh, five-star review on Apple Podcasts will, of course, get something which we haven't decided yet. So uh, something to be negotiated later, maybe a piece of merch, maybe something like we said we could uh, get a picture of me and John from the Glenn Hughes meetup and sign it for you or sign a <laughs> copy of Come Taste the Band and send it to you. We'll have to negotiate <laughs> that later. That's what uh, Ryan, when we when we met up with Ryan M a while back at, at the Glenn Hughes show, remember he was, he was like, will you sign Come Taste the Band? Because <laughs> we had I, mentioned I that on a show that it would be like insane to actually uh, sign a, <laughs> a Deep Purple album. It seems wrong. Yeah, like just to defile it like that. Although you do see that picture of the Ian Gillen signed copy of Come Taste the Band floating around uh, Deep Purple channels. <laughs> and I would really love to I would really love to have that. But I would not have the balls to um ask Ian Gillen to sign it if I met if I finally got to Ian Gillen I'd be like oh hey uh, would you sign this copy of Come Taste the Band I'm afraid he would throw I, me I out I would like I would have that to be like like the last like have him sign like you know Clear Air Turbulence and like yes. all these other yep. albums that mean a lot to you and then at the very end just be like also, and then this way, if he kicks you out, it's not a big deal. Yeah, just make sure I have the other albums firmly tucked under my arm so I can run for it. I mean, at this point, you might be able to get Roger to sign it. <laughs> yeah, that would be even, well, I guess it would be as weird. Um, the, uh, I was to talk with Ovis uh, on and off about, because you know, he sent that California Jam book and it's signed by... Uh, Pace, Glover, I'm sorry, Glover, Pace, Hughes, Coverdale, and um, uh, John Lord, but there's no Richie signature. So his, so when they announced that he's playing that show in November, he's like, you need to have that page like removed and somehow like put it over like, a, like put post-its over all the other signatures and like put it on a pick guard or something and be like, will you sign this? And then he signs it and then I could take the page back and like insert it back into the book and it'd be like the only signed copy with Richie's signature. Feel it'd be like that, like when you were a kid and you were like having your parents sign a bad report card and you're like, can you sign this? And you have your hand just over the top and like move your hand, <laughs> like just covering yeah. like the D. They're or never going to pick up on this. <laughs> My parents are idiots. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, my goodness. Um, OK, so we have um, another. Uh, segment and that is of course as you probably expected from uh if you were in the chat earlier that's right it's time for postcards from the edge of connecticut um this time we've got a postcard right here and this is 
the friendly Sternwort at the home of Pabst Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So there it is. The friend, the friend, the friendly Sternwort. I'm sure that's some sort of Scandinavian word. I don't know. It says uh, the Sternwort in Pabst's Milwaukee Brewery is an ideal spot for fully enjoying Pabst Blue Ribbon Beer, a combination of English and continental architecture. The Sternwort, which means star host, star attraction is its spirit of gamulikite, which is good wishes and good fellowship. And this one says, Nate, now here's a place you could have visited in Wisconsin 65 years ago, Peter. So Pete sent this to me. He had had this this Wisconsin... uh, postcard lying around so and it's funny right. it says it says where the um where the address is supposed to go or where the stamp is supposed to go and I, I think he put the stamp to the side I think he did it on purpose because it says um place two cent stamp here <laughs> <laughs> so he must have put that post the wow. stamp to the side just to show that off and then uh, he also wrote in the chat earlier before we started that uh, as far as that postcard box from last episode he says he has 11 of them so this one's going to have to go. Let me get it so I can um, immediately put the uh, postcard right into it. I've got them in, in like a chronological order now, although it probably needs a little help. So that, that I guess, was what got cut off in that message that was poorly printed was that he has um, 11. Yeah, oh, that's what he says. I have 11 of them for postcards. So he's, he's going to slowly open. So as he, like, empties one, he's probably going to have to send me the empty box and then I can put it in there. So here it goes into the box. There we go. Um, oh, but oh that's boy. not it. Uh, there's another one. Um, this one comes to us from hell. Postcards from the edge of hell. Look at that. Ooh. See that? Yeah, look at that fiery hell background. Fiery, and it's, it's um, this is the, um, this is the train station in Hell, Norway. So uh, this one says, here's a postcard from hell for you. According to the legend of the blues, you have to make a pact with the devil whom you met at the crossroads to be able to play the blues at the highest standard. The Deep Purple family went to the crossroads of hell and back. John Lord, Mickey Moody and Bernie Marsden and Tony Ashton even received the ambassador to hell award. Rock on gentlemen signed Newt. So Newt, as we uh, as you know, is uh, resides in hell, Norway. It's a real place. And uh, that's a really cool, uh, cool postcard. So, yeah. So Peter Gardo really, really set the standard. Everyone's everyone's picking up on the postcards now. And as I said, I'm going to put this one in the box. There we go. Right into the box. And I've got quite a collection here. I'm gonna need. I might need Peter to send me that uh, eleven boxes pretty soon. So there you go. What's up? <laughs> yep. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yeah, just a little, just a little itch. Oh, I thought you were going like this, like. <laughs> I no, thought, Nate. No, no. He was itching his neck, itch. and I thought he was like, cut, cut, cut. <laughs> What? Your nipple's showing. Uh, We have to start over. (laughs) First, you're flashing people, your wiener. Then uh, your nipple's showing. This is just uh, an embarrassment. Yeah, people are going to be checking out the the, uh, YouTube for sure now. Um, uh, Yes, uh, Roback 
picked up on the the Caldor shirt. It's a rainbow episode, so I've got the most beautiful rainbow of all on right now, and behind me the uh, the rainbow shirt. Ah, all right. Uh, oh, Raf says he sent a postcard from Italy, but he wonders why it never arrived. Hmm. You know, my my dad um, got a uh, a piece of mail uh, a few years back. And he was uh, wondering, like, what is this? He couldn't figure it out. And it was it was postcarded from like it was postmarked from like 2001. And he got it like in like, I don't know, 2017 or 18 or something. It just showed up one day. Very, very unusual. So maybe that's what's going to happen. Sorry, I never got your Italy postcard. You know, those postcards, too, I think they're so they're so small. If you get them in the mailbox the right way, I think they just hit like a seam in the mailbox and just stick there mm. until one day somebody like pops yeah. it off and you get it. So, um, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll get the Italy postcard soon. Um, okay. Well, thank you, uh, everybody in the chat. And, uh, here we are, we're almost, uh, at the point now to, to, to get into it, but this is, have you ever, I guess I should just ask you, have you ever seen this, John, the, this rainbow Passaic show? I have not. Have you ever been to Passaic, New Jersey? I have I have not, to my knowledge. I've been to New Jersey. I don't know if I've been to... Then you've been to Passaic. There's <laughs> nothing Passaic. to write home about. <laughs> I've, I've, I've been in a Paseo. What's that a Paseo? My, that was my car. Oh. <laughs> that was the car after the Beretta, the Paseo. Oh, I don't, don't, I don't know if I was around for that one. Well, maybe well, I was around. Well, I maybe not. Well, we see, no, I don't know. You weren't. It was a green Toyota Paseo, which is a very... I just don't think they've... Yeah, they don't make it anymore. But it was uh, another another tiny car. Hmm. Yeah, you you managed to somehow get um all the all the uh, <laughs> all the uh, the the lesser known models and makes like the Beretta. <clears throat> That's how I afford things on my my lavish my lavish lifestyle. That's how I live it. I drive tiny unknown cars. <laughs> there was a <laughs> there was a girl when me and Jeff went to uh, CCRI. There was a girl that drove a Beretta and. And she was kind of cute, so we would like when we pull in the parking lot, she'd pull in, and, be, and it would. It was always like it was you pulling in. It was the same white Beretta, and she'd pull in, and we'll, I remember the first time we saw her, I was like, "Oh my god, is that John?" And then she she got out, and and Jeff was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> and so we were always so whenever we saw the Beretta, I forgot we had like a nickname for her, but I can't remember what it was. Um, oh, I think I remember you telling me this story. Yeah, too probably. Once. But she always wore really really tight pants. Um, I'll have to like me, <laughs> just like John. <laughs> um, yeah, it must be something about the Beretta, you know, just, you gotta, uh, but yeah, I gotta, I gotta ask Jeff if he remembers what we, you know what, I'm going to text him, uh, at one of the breaks and see if he can remember, um, what we called her. Um, okay. So yeah, so they played this show and interestingly, there's a, there's a bootleg the night before this, it was called like Rogers smashing birthday party or something. Cause his birthday is November 30th and they played in uh somewhere in New York. I can't remember. And then there's the bootleg from here. And this one is, um, this one is a video. So, which is kind of interesting. So it's, you know, one of we, we've tried to kind of narrow down specific lineups. We've done a Dio live video. Now we've got a Graham Bonnet era live video. And, um, this one should be pretty interesting. There has been recently a colorized version of this floating around on YouTube. I've got the black and white one. Cause I just, I don't know. I don't trust the colorization. Sometimes they kind of like, 
you know, it's all AI colorized and kind of bounces back and forth. It's very impressive for what I've seen, but I figured just go with the original, uh, original mm. audio. So um, this was, let me see, I got some information here. This was, uh, where is it? Um, this was at the Capitol Theater in Passaic, New Jersey, and uh, Scorpions opened for them. So there you go. Don't have the Scorpions part of the evening, but I know we got some Scorpions fans out there. Um, so enjoy that. And uh, I don't know. Should we just do the next round of patrons and then go right into it? Let's do it, Nady. Let's do it. It's going to be a shorter episode, John. I said it. Good, because I, I need to. I haven't eaten dinner. Okay. <laughs> so hurry I, up. Come on, let's go. I had some delicious. We, so we pan fried some gnocchi, got some eggplant ah. from the garden, made a nice tomato sauce with, with melted mozzarella, broiled it under the broiler. Oh, man. It was good. <sighs> Boy. That's going to pale in comparison to my dinner, <laughs> eating Cheerios standing over the sink. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, but it's not going to be as good as that. <laughs> um, okay, so what do we got here? Um, yes. All right. So uh, thanks to our core level patrons coming in at the $7.77 Keep It Warm Rat tier, we have Michael Vader. At the $6.99 New Nice Price tier, we have Spike the Rock Cat and Sugar Tea. At the $6.66 Tier we have Steve Coldwell and Arthur Smith. From the patron <laughs> I can't friggin' uh. win today. Anton Glaving and Charles Meadows at the six dollars sixty-five cent almost evil tier. We have Kenny Wymore and Michael Bagford at the five dollars ninety-nine cent the nice price tier. Robert Smith, Peter from Illinois, and Carl Helberg. And at the sixty kroner tier we have. Um, 60 Kroner Scandinavian Knights tier. We have Zwapper the Electric Alchemist and Newt Morton Johansson. Coming to us straight from hell, Norway. We appreciate that. At the $5.55 What's Going On Here tier, we have Richard Fusey. At the $5 Money Lender tier, John Convery, German Heindel, Adrian Hernandez, Jesper Elman, Alexi the Perfect Stranger Slepikoff, James North, Mark Hodgetts, Kev Roberts, Percival Frequency, Scott Zerns, Cynthia Doobie, Raf, Calf, and Coyote Bongwater. So thank you to all of you for your generous support of the Deep Purple podcast. We really appreciate it. All right. And with that, I think it's time we get on with the show. What do you say? Hey, hey, let's do it. All right. So here we are. Rainbow Live, the Capitol Theater in Passaic, New Jersey, 1979, December 1st. Here we go. So it's an old VHS tape, so it starts a little... Uh-oh, what happened? <laughs> What's going on? Do you have to start it over? Or? I don't know. Let's <laughs> let's try cuz something's messed up. Like, I don't know if the um, audio from that part of it was a little screwed up because it was the beginning, but 
so it's opening with Eyes of the World. Okay, there we go. Graham Bonnet wearing a big white blazer. Really focused on cozy. I'm gonna make sure I get the chat open here. <laughs> Mark Robex at the beginning of the video is like the Apollo 11 footage. <laughs> now is that is that Don Airy? That's Don Airy. Yeah, he's really shaking his hips. <laughs> yeah. So Gardo asks a good question. Who's the lineup that we're watching? Yeah. So this is the um, Graham Bonnet era lineup. So you got Graham on vocals. Um, Cozy on drums, Don Airy, and Roger Glover. I didn't realize that Jim Carrey was in Rainbow. <laughs> does look a bit like him. He looks a lot like, he looks like when he was in friggin' um, in Living Color, he looks like young Jim Carrey. There you go, like the, um, what was his dumb bit? <laughs> Was he like Fire Marshal or something? <laughs> Fire Marshal Bill friggin'. That's what it was, yeah. Yeah. Roger doing some backup vocals. So I don't know if the audio bootleg of this is better quality, but this sounds pretty poor so far. But Steve's saying in the chat that it, uh, the quality it of improves. the sound improves a bit like that. I mean, man, the guy's got a monstrous voice, but I do have to, I do have to agree, like, his, his look does not go with this band. You're agreeing with Richie? But what about Don Airy? He's just wearing, like, a windbreaker back there or something. Yeah, but he's got long hair. So Richie doesn't care as long as he got long hair. <laughs> All right. It's kind of a Miami Vice look he's got going on. It's like, um, we got a uh, Graham Crockett. <laughs> going into Love's No Friend now. Classic little Ricky, a uh, Ricky, <laughs> Richie, <laughs> guitar so Ricky. And the next song I might need Raph's uh, help with pronouncing. Or maybe it'd be funnier if I pronounce it. Uh, 
He's got the same stick for this that he does for mistreated. Be one I have to EQ a little better for the audio episode. Very guitar heavy. Looks like Don Airy has kind of the same setup he's got now. singer it's just the EQ of it is or the uh, balance of it's quite quite off on this bootleg yeah Yang Wee has entered the chat I know this is the only existing. Oh, there goes Don. Rich said he was late to the chat because he was getting a haircut. to sneak out the window. Cozy's kind of lost back there. You don't really see him at all. Yeah, I was just thinking that. It's like it looks like the uh, quality of the video where the cameras are, they're really not going to catch uh, much cozy action. Not like the last one we did. Yeah, right. They had a great camera on him. 
wonder what the, the only thing I couldn't really find from this, and maybe I just did some digging, was why this was recorded, why it was videotaped. Like, usually there was some purpose, like it was going to be on TV or... <clears throat> See, really, uh, Richie hasn't really perfected his wig yet. <laughs> I was just thinking, yeah. Looks like, looks like he just got it. <laughs> it's like the baseball hat that hasn't been broken in yet. It's a little stiff. The, the, the bangs are a little stiff. Although, I mean, he may have been, like, strategic with it. Like, you know, his hair was straight before, and then miraculously it just got curly in the 80s. So, you know. Well, I think he, what he needs to do is put like a softball in it at night and like wrap some rubber bands around it, put it under his bed. <laughs> uh. It looks like Grant Bonnet was like putting his finger up to the audience. One minute, let Richie do his thing. <laughs> <laughs> he said cute impressive what a voice it's like he hits those high notes too but he sometimes somehow makes them super like gravelly like there it's like a gritty scream where like i think i don't think gillen and hughes have that same grit when they're singing at that yeah he's well he's got a different voice yeah it's cavernous it's a mm. large cavernous voice all right raf calf let me see if where raf is so i can unmute him you need to tell you. Um, okay, I'm gonna unmute Raf, and he's gonna pronounce this for us. Hello. How do you pronounce this one? Vielleicht das nächste Mal. Oh, very nice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Mine would not been as good as that. <laughs> Not mine either. Let's see. Let's see. Vielleicht das nächste Mal. 
Oh, it sounds like a circus. The CHS is pronounced like an X. Okay. Fox. So this is the yeah, audio was... just got really thin for me. Yeah, the audio, yeah. That happened to anybody else? Yeah, yeah, I think it's just some inconsistencies with this. Uh... Okay. See if I can find it. If anyone's got a good lead on an audio feed of this. Oh yeah, it's like really tinny, the whole thing is now. Yeah, so Lost, uh, Lost in, what am I talking about? I was gonna say Lost in Hollywood. Down to Earth was released in August 1979. This is December 1979. <laughs> oh. oh, there we go. <laughs> it's like you're on an airplane and your ears just popped. And I believe Graham just did a uh, an interview where he said he was not fired. He left willingly, but I think I feel like everybody says that. It was 1980, so it wasn't very long after, but I don't know exactly when. To all night long. So, Raph, you said it was butchered. So, is so this Valichnach das Mas Max Smal? Oh boy, Nate. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know German. Um, they translated as maybe next time. Is there a different translation for it? <laughs> all right, that was very clear. Wow. Wow. <laughs> he does a lot of pointing and laughing at the audience. So yeah, I was going to say that the audio um, the audio is not good, which is not, but then he very clearly said what he said. So Yeah, good thing they didn't do a uh, highway star. <laughs> you can hear uh is Roger and is who else is singing? It's two guys singing. It must be oh, it's Don Airy. Roger oh. and Don singing backups. That caught me off guard a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty bad. The quality. I've like zipped around and listened to different parts, and I guess they sounded better than this. You know, it sounds like it's a could be like a soundboard recording. 
because I know that those uh, typically have a lot of inconsistent inconsistencies in them. There's got to be a bootleg floating around that it could edit in. Not on the YouTube though. to give everyone the mission of finding an audio version of this while, I, <laughs> while yeah. we record. Or else we'll have to rethink this episode. Like the drums just cut out altogether. I don't know if Cozy dropped a stick. Now we get serious. Hope <laughs> <laughs> you guys are all good singers. Are you all good singers, yeah? Do you want to join in with this song? Well, talk to me. Do you want to join in? No? <laughs> really going stream of consciousness here. Raph said my New Jerseyan is not that good. <laughs> They might not take kindly to that in New Jersey.
hear the crowd pretty well, better than you can hear the drums. What is with this guy? There's some good singers down here. Let's look at these guys down here. Yeah. You're a good singer, yeah? Right. Oh, he wants the mic. <laughs> he said he was dying. She's like, can you make? She's like, can you make sure Richie gets this? <laughs> he puts it on the floor. <laughs> he just puts it down on the ground. He's like, Richie's never gonna. Maybe that was the score for the concerto. I like this. This part is like, okay, Graham. This this should have been better thought out by this point in the tour. Great set of pipes. Oh yeah. I mean, I can't think of many situations where I've seen them actually go into the crowd and, like, hand them the mic <laughs> and let them sing. Yeah, that was that was pretty interesting to see. Yeah, I got Tinny again. Whoa, now it's back. He's just degrading, a degrading audio tape. Embarrassed every night. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> hey, Graham Bonnet, like great vocalist. Don't know if I'm loving him as a front man. I mean, he's pretty zany. I like it. 
I like how this this sounds like a science documentary on Nova. No, I guess he's not wearing a windbreak. He's wearing like a silk shirt. says it's the great escape era Charles Bronson was there a Charles Bronson era where he didn't have the mustache of the opera, Airy. It does, yeah. I don't know if it's just the audio on this bootleg, but it does sound more like... more like a church organ. Oh, a little tease there. Richie sounds like he's kind of flubbed a little bit at the beginning there. Yeah, this is hard to make out. It's a damn shame. You can't hear a friggin' thing he's singing. Yeah, it's like Richie's, the mix on his guitar is just crazy. Sorry, this is Lost in Hollywood. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, it's a little hard to uh, hard to tell. <laughs> Lost in the mix, yeah. All you can hear is a guitar. Yeah, I think Scott's theory is correct about this being a uh, some sort of like direct soundboard thing. But it's weird because sometimes it sounds really good but quiet. Sometimes it sounds loud and it's just guitar. Mm. Either way, it's kind of a mess.
weird though, because when he goes to the clean sound, it's like it. This is a an extended um, extended guitar solo. Gardo asks if this is the Steinbrenner bass, but I think I think he's playing the Explorer at this point. This is going to be uh, interesting to see what Richie does here because this is an ex really, really extended from what I remember from the track list. I wish we had this camera angle for California Jam. Yeah, right. <laughs> we could have the sound from California Jam and the camera from this. And that that wonderful like uh, behind the guitar neck uh, view that we had, so we could just yeah, see you just, fucking nothing. <laughs> you could see his hand from the back. You tell exactly how firmly he was he was gripping the uh, neck of the guitar. And I want to know who that woman was that was passing the uh, thing on to Graham. Whoa. 
Oh yeah, he's doing the sliding it across the uh, the monitor speaker. I'm not, I'm not seeing it with the, like, between what, I mean, I, I guess you could say the, the hair length thing, but between what Don Airy and Roger Glover are wearing, I don't think he's that unusual. I mean, I guess if he came out, he was wearing, like, jeans and a t-shirt, he might look a little more like rock and roll, but. You think it's the blazer? Yeah, maybe. And, you know, he does have the slick back hair. I mean, you know, it does make him look a lot more like a lounge singer. I just think, like, yeah, visually for... That's fair. For a band like this, it's kind of... Uh, especially coming from where they were with Ronnie before, like, the type of band that they started out with, you know, seems like a little odd. Like, I mean, uh, you know, you do listen with your eyes, too. Richie's like panting like that. He's like, <sighs> he looks like uh, there is no Dana, only Zool. You know, he's like, he's really, <laughs> really. Uh, he's he's goes to like a completely different plane. As a Spando Ballet reference from the uh, chat. I don't think I know enough <laughs> about them to... <laughs> Although I did just Google image search them and I have to agree, he does look like... of soloing in this this show and they but it, it's a pretty good set list too so they, they it's not like you know some of these shows will be like they play six or seven songs with just huge long solos there's a lot of soloing but it's still um well I guess one two three four five nine or ten songs I guess
he's using that like foot pedal that we saw him use before. It looked like an organ, like a church organ foot pedal. Some sort of, it sounds like there's some sort of guitar synth involved. Mm. It's making all sorts of crazy. I love when he does when he just puts his hand over the other side of the guitar like that because it's like he's not really doing anything. Yeah, but it looks cool. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he must. Oh, no, maybe Don Airy's backing him up at this point. I wonder if he's like flailing around like that and everything. It was if he was ever afraid that his wig was going to fly off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, kinda, it's, come on, it's a real concern. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. How do you affix those things? I mean, back then, I, I don't feel like they have as good a technology as they do now. But they had some sort of like scalp glue. Or if he had enough hair up there going on, but it was thinning, you could like really clip it in. Yeah, maybe get a, you know, get a weave. Or like, have you seen those guys that have like those horns surgically implanted in their forehead? You could have like the little buttons surgically implanted in your scalp, so you could just clink, click them right in. I guess. <laughs> but you think he'd be sweating like crazy? <laughs> Dymo labels. Those Dymo labels do stick on. Glover's, is, no, maybe that's not the Explorer base. I don't know what that is. It's an unusual looking one. Now that I get a good look at it. Oh yeah, now that I'm, yeah, now that I'm looking at it, it does look kind of different. <laughs> he just like nuzzled his guitar. I love the sound of his synth on this. The show I grew up watching, The Mysterious Cities of Gold. Do you remember? Did you ever watch that? What is it? It's called The Mysterious Cities of Gold. It was like a cartoon that was 
made like partly in Canada, partly in France, and partly in Japan. It was about these like kids from, there were this kid from Spain who went to the New World in South America and. But no. this sound, this was the soundtrack. Like it sounded exactly like this, the entire soundtrack for the show. So whenever I hear like a Moog thing like this, I just think of that show. Great show. I'm hearing ELP comparisons in the chat here. It really sounds like um, the way they're going with their live show here so far is like they're almost like like you always hear Blackmore wanted to get more commercial, but it sounds like with the shows he was getting more prog rock. Yeah. Because this is not like if you don't know Rainbow, you just be like you, by this point, you'd be like, the hell is all this? Yeah, like if you're like, oh, I heard that Since You've Been Gone <laughs> song on the radio. I really want to go check them out. You're like, what the hell? Yeah. I don't know if there's a spoiler or not, or if it's common knowledge and I don't know, but did they perform anything from the Ronnie era? <laughs> <laughs> um, Very John Lord of him. Wow, playing that very fast. Reminds me of playing like Burger Time when it starts to get really intense and the music speeds up. <laughs> um, yes, they do just do some uh, Dio era stuff. I'd be interested to hear that. But not before they do some another singer. Oh, this is like what he does now. Well, he must have had this in his arsenal for years. <laughs> 43 years later, he's still doing like the church bell thing. Bong! Like he was gonna start going into knocking on your back door. Oh, he's doing Jaws. Oh wow, throwing in some Led Zeppelin. <laughs> oh, how playful he's being. <laughs> he is being very playful. From Jaws to Led Zeppelin. I can imagine when he's doing like a 
all your all of my love. He looks over at Richie, and Richie's like giving him like, like shaking his head. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Like James Brown, he's gonna like uh, he's gonna dock him fifty dollars pay <laughs> for doing that. <laughs> yes, it's a good call. This is like the Bob Bob and Doug McKenzie synth. hands his style like how he's playing with his fingers is different like now he's got like the hook kind of like his fingers are all bent and here he's playing more like straight fingered that's well, probably because they got fingers got sausagey and so he had to change Maybe, his technique yeah. you got a case of the, the sausage fingers as the Led Zeppelin did. Okay, uh, Jeff got back to me. He remembers that na- that girl's name first and last. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I was like, oh my god! When he, as soon as he said it, that's not what we used to call her, though. That's amazing that he remembers her actual name. He said we called her hot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say her name on the <laughs> on the show. <laughs> Although I highly doubt it would get back to her. That'd be so. great if she's a patron. Yeah, you're going on like probably like a half an hour of uh, solos in a, in a pretty short set. It's only like an hour and 15 minutes. 
This is insane right now. What, that they just do this much? That they do this much soloing, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's not cool, but I mean, Richie has a, like, a, even at this time, had like a vast catalog that he could pick from. Not even Rainbow, but I mean, even if he wanted to do just Rainbow, he didn't even need to have them do all this. But they still managed to fit in nine songs in an hour and 15 minutes, even with all the soloing. <laughs> wow, it sounds like a flange on his snare, but I think it's just the poor audio quality. Peter pointing out that all of my love had just come out when they did this, so it must have been like a radio hit at the time. Something had to be screwy about these cameras because it's like you can see the drums, but you still can't see Cozy. Oh, Scott well, saying he see did a put shag. Some, put some flange You can see on a the... shag hairdo and you can see the way he holds his sticks, but that's about it. Maybe Cozy was sick and they got a fill-in and they didn't want to give it away. Killer solo though. It's cozy, goddammit. Of course it is. It seems like the solo instruments have the uh, audio on them is better than when the whole band's playing together. I don't know why that is. Miserable. So he was already doing this? I didn't realize he was doing that this early. Oh, I guess he did it during the uh, Dio one too, sort of. Tracking, VS, the VHS tracking is off.
Yep, the shot's straight on camera, straight at him. All you see is his forehead. how they're going to segue into the next song here. Oh, pyrotechnics. Camera wasn't ready for that. Oh boy, we're going to have to put a warning on this if, if you have prone to seizures. Hey, he like peeked up above it. Looks kind of like Dudley Moore. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> They're like, remember how we were doing that song 30 minutes ago? Yeah, yeah since then I, went, I took a nap, I had some dinner, I called home. Chewing gum. <laughs> yeah. Wait, are they they did were they doing a fake goodbye? Who knows? It looks like they're coming out for an encore now. Scott is claiming that Richie just smiled, but I didn't see it. Jeff says he's going to try to think if he can remember the nickname we had for her. <laughs> he's going to slip on his airwalks and warm up his Camaro. <laughs> I forgot he had a Camaro back then. <laughs> oh, there he goes.
we're going to hear Graham Bonnet sing Blazy. <laughs> I love that. Or maybe we won't. <laughs> nah. It's just a tease with lazy. the microphone above his head like a like it's a periscope that he's looking into in a submarine <laughs> he's he's singing it pretty well he's doing a great job i mean he's it's not ronnie but he's doing a great job with it like he's got the voice for it because you need a powerful voice to sing Ronnie songs and he does have a powerful voice. Yeah, very powerful voice. It's almost as good as when uh, David Lee Roth did it. <laughs> Um, that song he sang like in the 60s that they were referencing it's like he, he had like a crazy powerful voice in that song it was like an acoustic song oh no he does have an explorer no he didn't have that earlier though he must have switched instruments mm -hmm. he had some other weird looking thing Roger opted for the bandanas after this and the hats. Yeah.
<laughs> Just give it a little coochie coochie coop. <laughs> uh, he's doing the curly slap. <laughs> hey, Mo. Why, hi, Otta. Hey, Richie. <laughs> you Otta what? I had to be a little more careful. Yeah, the Richie Blues here. They have the Rainbow Rising oh, logo I... behind them. That's interesting. Did they? Yeah, if you look, if you look, but there are too many wide shots of the stage. When yeah. you see the fist with the rainbow going through, which I mean, I get why you would use that because it's awesome. But trying to promote the new album, I, you figured that they would have the, you know, maybe the down to earth. Look, I mean, which is just a rainbow, but still. Yeah. Gardo has sent us a link to Silver Mountain, Idaho. I wonder if that's the um, the basis for this. Ending with a uh, trio of Ronnie era songs. Uh, I don't like this one as much with Graham Bonnet. Ronnie's one of those vocalists, it's really hard to jump in on his songs and equal how good he is. See behind him, the Rainbow Rising? Oh, yeah, yeah. Probably cheaper than making something for the new album. Uh, hey, we still got that other thing in storage? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's already paid off, so... uh back there, I think he fucked up. Did he? <laughs> yeah, did you see him pause? No. Oh, he's... I think he thought maybe Richie was going to go into a solo, and then he, like, missed the first line. He said, long live, and then he pointed it at the audience, but I think it was, like, more pointing towards his monitor, so I was like, <laughs> a little feedback. <laughs> long live. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks. 
All right. So this must be the... Is this a second encore? Because there's a little brief cut in the video. There's a ski area in Silver Mountain, Idaho called Jackass Ski Bowl. You mean Nate Ski Bowl. Oh! Hey-o! He zinged me, but good. I told that story, right? It's like when, you, when I first heard that there was like a such thing as jerk sauce, I told my brother, it's like, oh, it's you sauce. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I don't think you're alone. <laughs> Many brothers were the uh, at the receiving end of that joke. Yeah. So I was a kid, by the way, not like recently. Yeah, you learned about it like three weeks ago. Oh, there's a sauce <laughs> called jerk sauce. You call it. <laughs> it would have been better if he was like in in Rome at the time and you like called him up with the time difference. Woke him up in the middle of the night. Hey. Check out this menu, it's, it's got you sauce on it. <laughs> I like that um, in Jamaican, if you say, uh, if you say bacon in Jamaican, it's the same as with a Jamaican accent, it's the same as saying beer can with an English accent. Beer con. <laughs> I did not know that. Beer con. <laughs> Anytime we have bacon, I'm always like, beer con. Jen loves it. <laughs> Richie's just <laughs> strangling his guitar. Scraping it all over his amps. Yep, he's done. Nope, he's smashing it into the amp. Nope, threw it on the floor. He always does that same thing, like he's always like, skipping, skipping along the same. <laughs> Like if he had a basket, he'd look like uh... a. <laughs> <laughs> it's, but it's hard to take him seriously because he's just like, all right, is he an angry man or is he just skipping around the city like carefree and? He looks like he's carefree. Like, he's skipping. He's bipolar. Well, it's just kind of one of those things. I think when he doesn't have a guitar, he doesn't know what to do with himself. He's like, da. <laughs> Careful, careful. Oh, oh rubbing his on his ass. Another oh, wiping favorite. Wiping his ass with it, yeah. Oh, something's on fire. The amp's on fire. Not surprised. <laughs> Not surprised. Yeah, the whole stage is like covered in smoke now. Yeah, which is probably not part of the act.
so somewhere under here they're playing Kill the King, but you can't really tell with all this guitar theatrics going on. I mean, you got to admire, like, back in the day, like, before everything got all PC and everybody got all, you know, too cautious about everything, like, you know, all these guys just really went for it. I mean, you think a lot of them are lucky to be alive. Yes. It's like, oh, you know, let's let's mess around with electricity. Yeah, this can't go wrong. No, especially where we where we come from, uh, that had some pretty tragic results. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh man! Just kick, he just kicked. She's like, "Get out of here!" He kicked that cab right into the uh, audience. <laughs> he got another. Uh, he got another guitar. How do you? How do you even come back to that, Jesus? Yeah, back back in these days, they didn't uh, space the crowd out too far at all. Now it's like a there's a huge moat practically between the audience and the stage. Let rock and roll live. <laughs> For the love of God, why don't you let rock and roll live? Why don't you bastards stop trying to kill it? It's leaving the dying feedback guitar on stage as they all leave. Focus up on the uh, rising logo there. Wow. Oh, geez. That was abrupt. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that, that uh, video was meant for uh, no more encores. Yeah, I guess they did the two encores then. But, man. All right. <laughs> All right. That was interesting. All right. That was, that was interesting. But not half as interesting as our amazing patrons. We're going to thank right now our final group of patrons coming in at the foundation level. One of one of my three favorite levels of patrons. We have at the three pound aromatic feed tier, Simon Ford at the three dollar and thirty three cent halfway to evil tier. Stephen Sharp and Duncan Leesk at the three dollar. Nobody's perfect tier. We have Peter Gardo on the chat with us right now. Ian DeRosier, Mark Roback, also on the chat right now. We have Stuart McCord. We have Ivan Fjeldboo. 
Runar Simonsen. JJ Sennard, Ruinous Inadequacies. John Miscelli. Michael Probably Boyette. some fish, re- <laughs> fish related joke in there that we didn't get. This is something without the visual. And Corey Morissette at the $1.71 I Want My Own Tier tier, we have. Rich. Young. At the 10 kroner tier, Karsten Lau. At the one pound tier, Lord Longford. And at the $1 made up name tier, we have the man with the silver tombstone, Leaky Mausoleum, Stephen Somerville, the Concerto 1999 fanatic, Hank the Tank, Private Eyes, Ashen Lionel, Blackmore's Tights. Oh, I'm not supposed to say it, right? No, Pops you're not. supposed to say it. <laughs> Blackmore tights. Yeah, that's better. Thank you. And Steve, appropriately down-to-earth, Kohler. Thank you so much, all of you, for your generous support of the Deep Purple Podcast. Whew, and there you have it. A live show. A spectacle. Something to watch. Check it out. Check out the color version. Check out the black and white version. Enjoy them both. Pretty interesting, pretty interesting piece of history. The only really known yeah. surviving footage of Graham Bonnet, full Graham Bonnet live show. Yeah, I think it's yeah, it was interesting. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put up there with like the last Rainbow Live that we saw. That was that was good. That was this, a little more um, professionally done. <laughs> this, uh, yeah, but even so, I mean, you know, you could just like if you, if you kind of look past the. You know, the black and white, the sound issues, it cutting out, like just not being a full, let's say, like professionally taped show. Um, I don't know. I just uh, the uh, the performance wasn't as interesting, I don't think. I mean, it was an interesting show in terms of like the, you know, it's historically and, you know, all the 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 solos and everything. But, you know, I just the set list wasn't as good. I don't know if uh, Bonnet really fit in as well. Or maybe I'm just not used to it. Well, what's really interesting is they didn't do um, Since You've Been Gone. Right. Like, why wouldn't they do that? I can imagine people in the show being like, unless I'm unaware and that single got released, like, way maybe later. It got released later or, you know, maybe it was cut out of this show or something. Maybe, but it just seems like well, crazy that you would not do that. Yeah, maybe, yeah. like Scott says, like maybe it wasn't a hit yet. The album came out in August. This is, what, four months later. So maybe it just, maybe it hadn't been released as a single yet. Maybe it wasn't as a big hit yet, but um, seems weird that they wouldn't do it. But Or maybe it was just Cozy being like, no, nah, I'm not doing that because I hate it. Um, could have been a lot of reasons. Um, <laughs> or maybe Richie just refused. Could be any mm. any number of reasons. Anyway, there you have it, folks. And I think we did deliver on our shorter episode promise. I knew it was not a super long show. Um, and we'll see if anyone comes through with the uh, bootleg audio from this. If we can replace it with something a little bit better, it might make the audio episode a little more palatable. But if not, eh, we'll release it. Sometimes sometimes the audio just doesn't, uh, doesn't work out. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, me neither. I think my, I think some neighborhood children are upstairs making a racket. 
I just hear just yelling. Just random neighborhood children. They don't know how to speak with an inside voice or a, or, a, or just like a. They all, everyone speaks as if you're you're three hundred feet away, just yelling all mm. the time. So, all right. Well, I think that's all I got for <laughs> you tonight. Me too. All right, man. Well, I will. Uh, that's all I got. We'll see you all yeah. next week. Peace out. Later. Thank you for listening to the Deep Purple Podcast. If you like what you hear and would like more episodes in the future, please donate on Patreon to support the show. You can also leave us a review in Apple Podcasts to help new people discover the show. You can follow us on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook for show updates. See deeppurplepodcast.com for more details. Thank you for listening. John Al Di Matola. Vielleicht das nächste Mal.